Will every Marvel character ever created be able to protect the Earth from Thanos and his evil henchmen? Find out in this special Infinity War review of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is Tim, and for this episode, I'm joined by... Travis. And John. And this is our review episode of Avengers Infinity War. But before we dive into our review of Infinity War, let's start our monthly segment with what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Travis, would you like to start us off? Certainly. Uh, as for what I've been playing, a couple of games, but the only one I want to talk about is God of War because, oh, wow, what a game. If you have a PS4, you need to buy this game, rent it, do whatever you need to do to get it. It is very different from the God of War series before now. Combat is different. It's... It isn't your daddy's God of War. It definitely is not. It's uh, it somehow manages to be more brutal, too, which is saying something. But yeah, I'm sure that if you've been on any gaming sites recently, you've seen some reviews of this game, and they're all glowing reviews with good reason. Um, the story is actually... They took this guy who was just, you know, brutal and nothing else from the first few games and gave him some heart and it's uh it's all amazing i don't want to give any spoilers away about it if you haven't played it but do play it as for what i've been watching i've uh, been excited just that in the past week or so um westworld and the handmaid's tale have come back past couple weeks i guess and those are both great uh starting off the second season of both of those very strongly uh westworld is kind of throwing us into another mystery which is always good and offred is in very interesting places in handmaid's tale um again two shows i can't really say a lot about because if you haven't seen them i'd be giving something away but very solid shows and of course i recently watched infinity war which is why we're here all right and you john yeah, so I've been playing a little game on the Super Nintendo called Super Metroid. Um, <clears throat> it's been part of my overall sort of playthrough of Metroid games that I haven't really played much of. So I played NES Metroid, <clears throat> and I reviewed that on the site, and that was really fun. And now I'm playing Super Metroid, and that's been really great. It's a it's a really fun game. I would say, though, that my only criticism of it, I suppose, is that it's not real obvious where to go next. I mean, that's not really... A huge criticism for Metroid games in general, because I think NES Metroid, that's obvious. Um, but it's it's really good. And I think they improved a lot of the, on a lot of the things from NES Metroid a lot. And it's um, widely regarded as a great game. And I would I would agree with that. It, it really is. I've also been playing Super Mario World as well, um, because yeah, it's just a really fun game. And also because my son can kind of play it with me. 
So he likes jumping Mario. So I go to the secret world. Um, if you guys kind of know in Super Mario World, in the first area, there's like uh, the second ghost, ghost house. Like right above that is a secret world area where you can get Yoshi and get like a feather or um, two feathers or two um, uh to flowers and it's an area just to recharge before a level or whatever you can come back and sort of do it he likes getting in there and jumping around and stuff so we've been playing that a little bit which he'll get a little frustrated and then stop or whatever and i'll play for him or whatever but it's really fun f02 just keep playing that's a fun game um the other day my friend and i got together for like a star uh so like a uh just playing games online. And so we played StarCraft II co-op, which I haven't actually played to date, and it's really pretty cool. So if you like the missions in StarCraft II where they're like, uh, they've got like like objectives. So, you know, do this, do that. Uh, not exactly build a base, but you, you do build a base, but it, it's, it's focused on particular objectives, not just like wipe out the other side, then I think you'll like co-op because you play with someone else and it's not, can I kill my friend? It's, can I work with my friend to achieve a certain end? And they have you going all over the map and doing all weird stuff. And some of them are very similar to what you experienced in the single player campaign, but I think it's really fun. So if you haven't checked that out and you have StarCraft 2 and you wanted to come back around to play it again, I recommend it. So is that um, like also, um, different kind of, it's not just the single player campaign. It's like a new, new missions specifically yeah. toward co-op yep yep very much and That's all the awesome. heroes are a subset of and a different variant on uh the races so let's say that you want to play um like like an easy start is like rainer right well you get a special ability with rainer where you can summon uh, uh like the hyperion which will last for like i don't know 80 seconds and just totally waste everything and then that'll have a summoning sickness and i'll come back around some race like some um players like uh kerrigan you can summon her as a playable character on the battlefield and she's pretty op on other other um <clears throat> other commanders have other abilities like basically magic attacks or special kinds of things you can do and again it's a subset of the of the race too so it's not all of the race um like it's not all the race units, it's specific ones that focus on it in a special way. So not all um, of the Zerg commanders have access to Hydralisks. And if you really like playing with Hydralisks, you ought to choose the commanders that have those because it's a pretty big staple of some people's builds. So it's really fun. I like it. And I definitely recommend if you, again, you like StarCraft and you don't want to play against your friends, you can play with them. So it's really cool. Um, also, we played Hearthstone. As well, and so I'm not really playing that game to, you know, like grind for gold and open packs and be any good from that end. All we did was we opened up Hearthstone and we did sort of a form of a draft, which is we said, okay, well, we'll play all the cards that we have, like wild mode, and then in the next five minutes, we're just going to build a deck um, with certain constraints, and then we're going to play best, you know, out of three matches. And that was really fun because. You know, we haven't played it in a while and, you know, you just kind of come in and you build the deck as you go. You don't research like what's the coolest deck at the time. You just come in and build a deck and we play. And that was really fun. I had a lot of time. I had a lot of fun doing that. Also, I know I've note uh, mentioned this on the website, too, but Warcraft 3 recently had an HD update. And so I've been playing that. Um, and wow, the game's so great to get out of four by three and, uh, it's fun. It's a really fun game. And if you haven't played Warcraft 3, now's a pretty good time, but if you've actually never, never played it before, maybe I'd recommend for them to do the re-release and you could just get it then. If you had old copies of it and wanted to play it again, it's a good time to do it, but there's probably more coming. 
But uh, I just really like the game a lot, so I started playing it. Now, in terms of what I've been watching, there's a lot, so I'll kind of get through it pretty quickly. But um, Despicable Me 3 recently came to Netflix, Netflix, and that's fun. I guess I would put it in the same category as the other Despicable movies. Um, it's a solid follow-up to that, and it was a fun ride. So if you want kind of a fun event with some minions you know watch it i also watched the first half of the lost in space the new netflix sci-fi show firstly i also heard that netflix is going to be doing this thing where they're going to be doing a lot more sci-fi and fantasy shows which yeah they should do if it's going to be like stranger things or lost in space or you know altered carbon or whatever i think that's a really good idea and um yeah i mean i would say that it's a good show it's not perfect but it's good if you're looking for a nice space show on netflix um I'd say give it a shot again. Like if you start thinking about what people are doing too much, it kind of falls apart a little bit, but I, I, I have no problems with it. And I think it's a really good Netflix shot at a space show. So I like that a lot. It's not quite Star Trek, but it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, so I also started a um, binge of comedy shows based on watching Donald Glover's weirdo, which isn't a new comedy show, but I like Donald Glover and I wanted to give it a shot. Wow. Was that fun? So that sort of started this sort of domino effect of me watching. And these comic comedians aren't really related, so I'm not trying to relate them. I'm just saying it caused me to watch other stuff. Like Anthony Jesselnick's Thoughts and Prayers. Again, they're not similar comedians. I don't know if I recommend Jesselnick. He's very offensive, but I love it. I love that about him. Uh, then there's also Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity, which was a new thing. I mean... Basically, Seth Rogen's comedy special goes from like a bunch of dick jokes to no kidding, the Muppets singing. So and they're not singing dick jokes because the Muppets (laughs) don't do that. They're a Disney controlled property. But like he opens up with like like circumcision jokes, like with puppets and like like with actual dicks and stuff to the Muppets singing. It's a really interesting comedy special. I recommend it because it's for charity. So it's really cool. Uh, very fun. Well, you sold uh, me. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else has the dicks and the muffins in it, you know? Um, then you've got John Mulaney's The Comeback Kid. I don't really, I like John. I think he's a fun comedian, but it's not really my style, so I didn't quite finish that one. And then you've got a new one from Ricky Gervais, his humanity special. Wow. You just, if you like Ricky, you should watch it. It's, again, it's offensive and hilarious and all of that together. If you don't like being offended, then please don't watch any of this stuff. Um, I also watched the entire Better Call Saul season three. I love Better Call Saul so much. And season three is incredible. Um, it's all on Netflix now. I, wow. I I don't know. I mean, it's like, he's getting closer to that character from Breaking Bad. And I I think in some ways the show might be better for me than Breaking Bad. It's not a crime show. Um, but it's a show about brothers and family and I don't know. It's really good. And, you know, who is this guy before he became? And it's two comedians playing these brothers who play like incredibly serious roles, like some, I think, Emmy award winning, uh, Emmy deserving performances from two guys who had done comedy up until now. It's amazing. That's exactly the case. So have you seen season three? I haven't seen season three. I've seen one and two. Oh, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Check it out, man. So um, I also went back and watched Rogue One. Um, wow, that was so much fun. I, I think I like it more now than when I saw it before. Anyways, it's just great. I, I just wanted to watch it and wow, it was fun. I saw Justice League on the plane. Yeah. Um, skip it, I guess. But you know, people <laughs> said that like it was terrible and I didn't, I mean, I guess I expected it to be the worst. That stuff where they tried to get his mustache to come off with the CG was beyond terrible. 
Um, it was kind of funny, though. So I guess I, you could definitely tell what was reshoots for Henry Cavill, because when his lip did weird shit, you knew yeah. it was a reshoot. Yeah, that was so um, weird. <laughs> It was weird, but I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I thought it honestly that it was a fine movie. I, it, to me, it was better than Batman versus Superman, so I don't quite get the exactly yeah, the critique. That's there. not a real high bar, though. I didn't, I didn't mind Batman versus Superman, but I thought Justice League was pretty good. It had, it had issues. I think that was probably saved by Whedon. Honestly, I think that's probably true. I mean, I, I could definitely see Joss's stuff in there, but I guess we'll never know who did what or whatnot. But um, I, I, the only reason why I mentioned, well, another reason why I mentioned this is I think it's a good analog to Avengers Affinity War. I think that we could draw some parallels there, you know, maybe what worked here, what didn't work there. But anyways, again, if you like DC movies, check it out. I think it's the best one to come around. Well, I, OK, it's the best one to come around since Wonder Woman. Clearly, that's the best one. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman was great. This isn't quite as good as that, but it's not terrible. I don't know, it's not terrible. Maybe uh, maybe a little bit longer on the lip CGI, though. But um, And then the other movie I saw on the plane was The Shape of Water. Heard a lot of great things about that. Wow, is it awesome. It's a must-watch. It's sci-fi great. It's really good. It's so cool. I mean, it's really powerful, and I would say that it it's it's where sci-fi can go when you kind of scale it down and you make it just about characters and people and and you know in the analog to the real world and so one thing that it showed me uh is how great of an actor michael um shannon is he the guy that was um zod in the new batman versus superman or the, the new superman movie it was michael yeah shannon yeah michael he's shannon. amazing in the shape of water as a villain he's amazing and so, ah, man, I just, you just really didn't see that come across in the, in the Superman movie. Kind of Zod was a little bit more of a cardboard cutout, I thought, but man, is he incredible. And his, his performance is stellar and everyone does a really good job. So I really, really recommend you just do yourself a favor and watch it. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. So, um, yeah, that's all I had. All right. So, uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot lately. It's been, uh, um, I've been really busy just you know, doing other stuff. But um, I did start Divinity 2 um, with the, the same friend that I had played through Divinity 1 with. So we we didn't get very far. We mainly just made our characters and kind of like played through the tutorial stage, you know, the kind of the one that kind of sets the stage and teaches you how to play the game. Um, <clears throat> been playing a little bit of Earthbound here and there, still working on my playthrough that I mentioned, you know, in a prior episode. Um, as for what I've been watching, uh, as Travis mentioned, Hand uh, Maiden's Tale is back, and a couple episodes in on that, and already I'm I'm hooked on it again, pretty good. I don't want to say anything else because spoilers. Uh, the other show I've been watching is uh, me and my wife were flipping through Netflix, and we saw the show that we'd never heard of before called Into the Badlands, and it seemed like an interesting premise, so we tried it out. Um, the best way that I can kind of describe it is it's a post-apocalyptic, uh, movie that feels like it's shot maybe in the, um, like, you know, Civil War era, like with big plantations and stuff like that, except everybody's kung fu fighting. It is utterly insane, but it, it's... It is quite the ride. <laughs> it uh, if you want to just watch some fun action, you know, um, see some villains, chew up some scenery, watch some you know 
kung fu style gravity defying totally not plausible uh, action scenes you can't go wrong with this one it's it's really fun even though it is utterly insane uh and then of course um, as we're about to get into i watched uh infinity war Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity War is the latest Marvel superhero thing to punch the box office right in its face. If you were a kid and wondered if there would ever be a comic book movie with all the characters ever, this is your answer to that question. Infinity War is the follow-up to the uh, pretty much every MCU film, but more sequentially, Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. According to IMDb, the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this (laughs) does put a smile on my face. All right, everybody, let's start off with a uh, kind of like a non-spoiler section here. Uh, anybody who's listening, we will give you warning when we start getting into the spoilers here. Um, so just everybody, without getting too deep into it, what were your general thoughts of the movie? John, would you like to start us off? Yeah, I'd love to. So I uh, happily went to this movie by myself. And that's actually kind of fun. Like I'd recommend if you haven't actually been to a movie by yourself, I recommend you go do it. And maybe you're in a situation where you can't. But this was a movie that I watched in a solitary way. And there'll be more about why I thought that actually really worked well for this. But I took a couple notes. So the first note that I found is there are two trailers started this movie out. um, And they were Disney-owned movies. The first trailer was for Solo, A Star Wars Story. And the second trailer was for Incredibles 2. It's kind of cool that Disney put... Well, it's interesting that Disney put the Disney trailers for all their own properties at the beginning. (laughs) And I'm wondering if we're ever going to get a point where the only trailers before Disney movies are other Disney movies. That's just a question, maybe I'm being a little cynical, but I was like... Scratching my head for a minute, I'm like, wait a minute, is this all we're going to see? Disney trailers? I'm like, they own so much now, you know. So, um, and another note was that there were only 12 minutes of trailers for this movie, which I thought was actually really cool. Usually, I mean, I've seen movies with 30 minutes of that, so I was really happy. Like, thank you, Disney, for only 12 minutes of that. So that was really cool. Um, And after the movie, the only thought that was going through my mind was, whoa, shit, and that's not spoilers. I'm just saying, though, that when the movie was over, I was like, whoa, shit. And I wrote that down because that's like a direct quote from my brain, actually. But um, to get a little bit, you know, get out of the sort of minutia and the sort of general feeling there. Uh, I think Avengers Infinity War is a really well put together film with a lot of characters. Um, so... And I mentioned that the movie for me was best watched by myself. And I think that worked well for this one because of just how heavy it is. And there were a lot of people in the movie theater. In fact, one lady was so loud. She seemed to be and she seemed really like surprised by the movie. So when something happened, she was like, ah! we're like, Whoa! it was it, it was wild. I'm like, wow, she's having a good time. I'm happy. But anyways, um, so I was really glad I didn't talk to anyone after it because it's pretty heavy. 
And I would say that it's pretty emotional after it and pretty dark. And I kind of hat tip to Marvel for making it that way because you don't really see that a lot in Marvel movies. And when you see it in the equivalent DC film, it doesn't hit me in the same way that it hit me in this movie, right? Um, in the equivalent DC movie, if something heavy hits you, it's because the world is ugly or the heroes are acting in ways that are just like, you don't relate to them. In, in, in Infinity War, when it hits you, it's, it's, it's powerful from a character perspective because you've spent 10 years giving a shit about these people and what's going, you know, what's going through their minds and what's happening to them. And I think that's a credit to Marvel. However, if you take all of that backstory out, and this is the first Marvel movie you watch, you're not going to know what the hell's going on. You're not going to care because like no, no characters are set up. Really, it's it's just a character ride. And the only way this works is because you have that context to its credit. I mean, some people have likened this to like a TV show or, or a really expensive episode of TV. And I'm not sure that's the wrong way to look at it. But um, in context, this is great. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, another thing non-spoilery, too, is this doesn't really feel like an Avengers movie to me. Just it doesn't like if you look at the other Avengers movies, you've got the original Avengers, right? And then you've got Age of Ultron or even an Avengers, not Avengers movie like Civil War. This seems like the least of those to me. It feels more like to me, like a Thanos meets Guardians of the Galaxy meets Thor meets Iron Man thing. And this isn't a spoiler. That's in the trailers. Those characters in the movie are in the trailers. And that's just what it seemed like. I mean, which isn't an Avengers movie to me. Right. I don't I. At least it didn't seem like. And again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not. So to me, Civil War seemed more like that. Um, But I think to this film's credit, it's not like those movies. It didn't feel like it to me. Um, And it had the Avengers in it. It had Cap in it, you know, but he wasn't really there. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't like so focused on it. And when he was there, he was kind of grumpy. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I just didn't feel like he was the focus at all or or Nat or um, or any of those characters, really. I think maybe the Avengers they focused on the most were just Iron Man and maybe Hulk a little bit. Um, I'm not saying that Cap should have been happy. I'm just saying he, he wasn't. And again, it just didn't really feel like an Avengers movie too much. And again, I think it's to its credit. So it's a good movie to me. It just felt really different. And uh, I like that. But there's a ton of fighting in this movie. So if you were looking for fighting, I mean, it just it goes all out on that, too. So and I also like the ending a lot. But we're going to talk about that more into spoilers. But again, I think just TLDR on my non-spoilery thoughts is um, it was really different. And I really like that quite a bit about it. But if you don't have any context for this movie, I don't know if it's going to make much sense to you. But since I do, it was really great. And I, and I really liked it. All right, Travis, your thoughts? Yeah, you're right about if if you come into this without any knowledge of these characters, it's going to make no sense whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, like I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, this is definitely... It's like a requirement. Yeah. If Disney could have a requirement, the requirement is knowing what's going yeah. on. And there are a lot of characters in this movie. I won't say which ones, but you've seen the trailers. You know basically who all's there. And you've got so many different like small groups going off and doing their own thing in this movie. And all these characters and these interlocking plots and the movie really held it all together really well. It never felt rushed. It never felt slow. Like every single second of film that you're watching is important. 
And so it's major credit to the editor on this movie. Um, it's hard to say a lot in the non-spoilery section, but I'll just say that it is brutal. <laughs> it's not like your normal happy-go-lucky Marvel movie. It is. It gets a a little serious on you. But yeah, overall, nothing but good things to say. It was so dark. I was really glad my wife didn't come with me because <laughs> I wasn't really sure how she would have handled it. Just be honest with you. Like, I, I don't I think the only way that she could watch this is when the next movie is out, because it has to be lighter than this. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Unless they're well, I don't want to say anything else, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, if um, well, you know, I people just take were concerned that, or go ahead, John. Well, I just, I just take it as like if if Empire Strikes Back, and I've heard a lot of people mention Empire Strikes Back when they talk about this movie. If that's as, if that's a guide, Return of the Jedi is way less dark than that. So you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to get a smiley moment or something. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, if people, um, you know, were feeling like uh, the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie and uh, Thor Ragnarok relied a little too heavily on comedy, uh, this one does not. That's not to say that there isn't some comedy and levity in this movie. There definitely is. You know, pretty much all the Marvel comedies have a little bit of humor in them. But yeah, no, this was this was a serious movie and they it took itself seriously. Um, Yeah, and it's. It got a little dark in parts. Definitely. It's like gallows humor too. It's like, what levity can we bring <laughs> to to this really serious stuff? You know, which I which I liked. I liked that it yeah. was gallows humor. I like that. Um, I can say this in the non spoiler section, but one of my fears going into this movie was that uh, Thanos as a character was not going to be very interesting. You know, because up to this point, he's basically just been the the puppet master behind the scenes, big bad guy. That's really like his only defining trait, you know? <laughs> so I was a little concerned to how they were going to treat him in this movie. Um, especially going into this one, I think it was the directors were saying that they basically treated this like this movie is Thanos's movie. You know, it's, it's an Avengers film, but it's really Thanos's movie. And I, I got to say after watching it, I agreed. And I, I actually grew to care about, Thanos, you know, not saying that I, I wanted him to win or anything like that, but I'm just... I think what I'm hearing you say is Thanos was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go quite that far, um, but it, I at least... that said Thanos wasn't wrong, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he, uh, he was at least, he was way more interesting than I thought he was going to end up, and I was very pleasantly surprised that, you know, you um, can actually care about the villain a little bit, so that was kind of, that was cool. Um... Is there anything anybody else wants to say before we start getting into the spoilers? No, I'm good. Let's roll. Let's uh, let's wreck right. this movie for people. All right. This is your official spoiler warning for anybody listening. From here on out, we are going to spoil it. Final warning, here come the spoilers. And holy shit, everyone's dead. Right? Oh my god. Like, holy shit, they killed everyone. So, <laughs> he, I was thinking about it. that, 
And so for all the characters that died, except maybe Loki, are all new blood. So they're coming back. That's so like, I mean, most of them are probably coming back. I would say Loki is probably actually gone. Gamora, maybe she's coming back. There's going to be another Guardians movie. Look, but I mean, they don't necessarily have to have Gamora. Yeah, but she'll be back. Also, like she's uh she's like uh the the foil for Star Lord. I'm pretty sure she's coming back. Plus, um, like Black Panther's like the biggest movie for Yeah, they're not ever. getting rid of him. Yeah, no. he's coming back. Yeah. So it was so for me, I was like I was like it was a really powerful okay, partly like <clears throat> it was a really effective scene, very powerful. I, I really felt it. But on the other hand, I'm like, you basically didn't kill off all the original you didn't kill off any of the OG Avengers and you basically just have the OG Avengers left. And I'm like Oh, you mean all the new franchises died? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like my Everyone cynical... except for the original Avengers uh, and Rocket, I think. And Nova. <laughs> yeah, he's around. Yeah. Yeah. Nova is still around, but I, I think that's it. Is War Machine still around? Did he die? No, nah, he's I don't gone, remember. which you know he's coming back. So Yeah. So, damn, man. <laughs> yeah, and I... And I about that, I mean, the only way that I can think that they can bring him back is if, well, we'll talk about that maybe at the end, but where we want to see it go and, you know, maybe where we want to do do that. But, yeah, they definitely um, I, I thought not just because they killed every, you know, killed a lot of characters off. I think we all saw that coming, I suppose. I, I think the way that they did it was pretty effective. They just sort of evaporated into into ash in this really kind of somber moment. I, I like that better than them just having Thanos just like break their spines or something. I don't know, like in some DC ham fisted way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, and they just kind of had them blow away. And then Spider-Man's like, you know, like, I don't want to go, you know, Mr. Stark or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I thought those were really, really great ways that they went out. You know what I mean? Again, there's like a Spider-Man two like coming. So I'm like, yeah, he's, he's not gone. Yeah. And so I guess Doctor <laughs> strange is already slated to have a sequel. So yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, going yeah. for good. I, I know, unless they're like, no, no, really, guys, we're going to get all new franchises. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, since Travis brought up Doctor Strange, I wanted to ask you guys, do we think that, uh, you know, when Doctor Strange said that there was, he looked into the future and there was only one possibility that they would win, do you think that included giving Thanos the Time Stone? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, that that's absolutely his plan. He basically saw, okay, the best way to win is that Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet for whatever reason. I mean, that's BS. I'm sure there were other reasons, but it cl- clearly the writers intended that he got the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just wanted right, to because clear I, that up. Because I heard this other nerd say, I think it was on Red Letter Media, I think it was Rich Evans that were like, look, if you have the Infinity Gauntlet, why don't you just give everyone enough resources to survive instead <laughs> of kill killing off half the universe <laughs> and then and then and then it's like well the movie's showing it's you know like that's boring, he's called right? the mad titan not the benevolent titan you know <laughs> well, it's true but he has like terrible ideas i'm just saying though that it's like clearly it's like you know writing and you gotta get some people to fight too I don't, i'm not trying to be the fun police i'm just saying that rich evans had a really funny idea I just thought it was funny. yeah yeah that one never crossed his mind huh <laughs> Well, now that I have unlimited power, oh, I'll just have to kill everyone. Apparently, there's no other solution to this. <laughs> it's I can funny. bend to reality. I can change time. I, but, right. uh, you know, I, I can't give people enough food to survive. 
No, that's really hard, apparently, <laughs> when you have infinite resources and power. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Thanos, and you were talking about how interesting his character was and how you were afraid that he was going to be just kind of a boring villain. I, mm-hmm. I love movies and shows where the villain has a clear motivation and especially one where you can almost sympathize, but not quite is like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People are suffering. So let's do something about that. And then, okay, let's kill everybody. No, wait, wait, wait. No, you're going a little bit too far with that Thanos. But, yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, kind of like Killmonger, which is probably, you know, the other Marvel villain that yeah. everybody actually liked, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's that, you kind of sympathize with him, even though you you know he's going off, he's taking it too far and going off the deep end there. But you know you, you understand his reasoning; it, it makes sense at least to him. You know, and he was legitimately so. torn up when he had to kill Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Oh yeah, that was that was that a, scene was rough. Like I think that scene and the was uh, kind of on equal footing in terms of how emotional it was with the like Peter saying, "I don't want to go, Mister Stark." Yeah, it was heavy. That was an emotional moment. I, I think that <clears throat> I wonder, though, what it does. And clearly, I don't this clearly Thanos is not human and I don't know anything about his species at all. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't read every comic book. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. But um, like if you kill a ton of people in the universe, um, <clears throat> like is it still going to be like, I, I don't know. I've never killed millions of people, so I don't, I don't have any personal experience here, but do you think that like, after you kill a bajillion people, you're still going to like be a little bummed if one of your kids takes a dive for you? I mean, again, I just don't know what that does to a, to an alien maybe. Um, and then the other question then is, uh, I'm not saying that it, that wasn't a powerful scene. It's just, I don't know. I'm maybe just being a little cynical here. And then the other thing too, it's like clearly Thanos didn't say, well, you know, maybe if we just get all these alien planets birth control, that would be slower. You know, it's like, oh, no, no, we need to wipe them all out like faster. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. Um, he probably tried that on his own planet. He, he did mention that, that he tried um, saying everyone should be killed. I just wonder what his first plans were. Was that like his like final option? Like, hey, guys, this is the first plan. We everyone has to die randomly. And then they're like, you're crazy. And then he's like, oh, clearly they sucked. You know, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> so like you're saying maybe if he had worked his way up to let's kill half the population, yeah. maybe they would have taken exactly. him seriously. <laughs> exactly. They're like, well, OK, first things I started with this natural family planning, Planned Parenthood thing where I like showed them the birth control rates. And then after 20 years, I came to the killing half of everyone because you guys clearly don't want to do the other stuff. And then he could have walked his way up to that. And it would have been a little bit more sympathetic. But maybe he just ended at that one, like killing everyone. So I don't know. You know, some people get hung up on their first idea. You know, they don't like iterate on it too much. Right, right. So I really like this movie a lot, um, but I did have some criticisms of it. Do you guys want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Great. So this movie, people said that this movie subverted their expectations and I don't really get that one too much because my expectations coming into this movie was that it was going to be featuring a bunch of superheroes and it did a bunch of Marvel characters that I was going to care about. And it wasn't really going to focus too much on their development and mostly on kind of the plot around Thanos trying to blow shit up, which he which did happen. I think what people mean by subverting expectations is that characters died that they didn't expect 
But I don't know how that's subverting expectations because we all knew this was going to be a bloodbath, right? This was a two-part yeah. movie, right? So I don't get it. I think what they're s- saying is like, oh, Disney was darker than I was expecting and it was powerful and I cared, therefore av- subverted expectations. What do you guys think about this? What do you make of this subverted expectation? I have a criticism on top of that, but I just wonder what you guys think about that. I hadn't even heard anything about I'd read a few reviews and some discussions, but I hadn't seen anything, anybody saying that. I I, I thought that they were going to take out one of the core original Avengers team in this movie. But I mean, I was a little bit surprised about that, but I wouldn't say that at all subverted my expectations, though. Yeah, I guess my only expectations is I thought some of the, the OG Avengers were going to were going to die in this movie. Now I'm I'm thinking they're gonna die in the next one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just um, like a delay, like, I think. You know, there was yeah, there's the scene where uh, where Tony got stabbed, and then at first I was like, oh shit, it's gonna happen now. Yeah. And then and then later there's the scene where Cap and uh, Thanos are you know fighting each other, and I'm like, oh shit, here's it's gonna happen for Cap now. You know, and then nope, they both lived at least through this movie. <laughs> Everyone else died. <laughs> right. Right. So I think for me, it's the movie sort of surprised me in terms of how effective it was. I think maybe it subverted my expectations there. I was kind of expecting it to be like, you know, about as powerful as, you know, but it was it was way better than that. I wasn't really shocked by anything I saw. It wasn't shocking to me. It seemed like it made sense. I wasn't really on the edge of my seat exactly, but it was but it was really powerful and I liked it a lot. So I don't know. That's not really a criticism in the movie. I suppose it's just I don't understand that you know, subverting expectations. It seemed like it meet, oh, meet, yeah. met them or I guess there, uh, I guess there was one other expectation that, uh, did not get meet out by prediction of where the soul stone right. was. I thought it was uh, going to end up yeah. being in Wakanda. Nope. Way off. I got that one. Yeah. Way and wrong. this was actually so. no offense to your idea, but this one was a pretty interesting reveal of the soul stone where red skull was there. I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. Um, that he was yeah. there. Yeah. That was a neat. Yeah. Cameo. Very much. Well, it's funny cause it wasn't Hugo weaving. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like Hugo weaving, but it's totally red skull, you know, and it wasn't, but mm-hmm. it was cool that he was there. So another, I, I don't know if this is criticism exactly. These maybe aren't criticisms is like nerd criticisms. Those are pretty harsh, but another thought <laughs> I suppose is like, I don't know how they're going to do another movie bigger than this. Like, I imagine the next movie is going to be on par with this and probably is powerful and a great wrap up to it. So I imagine these both are going to be great. That's not what I'm saying. I just mean, like, the MCU is going to boot up for another one of these things, right? They're going to have Thanos 2 or whatever, right? So how? Right? How do you top this? And I guess I don't know that they need to really. Yeah, like I think and that it might be a good idea for them to take a ten-year break from anything called Avengers. Like, just go focus on the other teams and the other characters, and then eventually bring them back if you want. But it might be a good time for them to just say, "All right, Avengers done." Yeah, I was um, earlier this morning. I was reading online that I, I guess. Marvel is in talks about giving up this whole idea of the like the phases, you know, where they do a phase of individual movies and then they cap it off with like an Avengers film that after this, the end of phase three here with the second um, Infinity War movie that they may just scrap the idea of phases and then just, you know, each movie is kind of its own thing and then they'll do an occasional team up here or there, but otherwise not be worrying about kind of breaking it up into these, you know, formats here. 
Yeah, and I think that would be fine. I mean, the cynic in me says, well, you can't deny the box office of what everything came to here. You know what I mean? And 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 Marvel's going to want to replicate that. So they're going to have some sort of big event. Maybe it's not wrapped up in a phase. So I think that's going to come. It just might not look like this. But but again, this isn't wrong. I mean, I, I liked it. So, you know, whatever. But I but I'm open to that. I'm open to that. I think that for me, maybe they're going to hopefully they're going to break it down in some smaller stuff um, to make the MCU moving forward, you know, moving forward to be a little bit more smaller scale. Again, I just don't know how they're going to top it. And I think that you see this problem in DC movies and then also the X-Men movies where they just keep trying to make it more epic and more epic and more epic, which is to say dumber and less interesting for me. I'm, I I like the, I've bought a lot of X-Men movies. I liked, um, I got the, uh, days of, uh, future past road cut. And I like that a lot. So I'm not saying that like, I don't like the X-Men movies. I'm just saying, though, that Apocalypse wasn't as good as a movie that was scaled down like um, like Logan or whatever. Like Logan was way better. It was also a smaller scale movie. Um, oh, yeah, I'd say Logan was probably by far the best of all the X-Men movies. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah, yeah, it was incredible. So I, I guess I don't know or really care either way if they do something bigger than this, but I'm just not sure what bad guy could be could be worse. What what plan is worse than half the universe dying? The whole universe dying? <laughs> I mean, what's that? What's that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But maybe that could be interesting, the whole universe dying, I suppose, but then who would fix the problem? I guess I'm really interested in seeing the next movie. I'm not really sure how they're going to top it, but that's not a huge criticism. I mean, I think that was, again, this is, I don't understand some fans with like, some of the last Jedi criticism, like, I have no idea where they're going, therefore bad. I have no idea where they're going after this, therefore cool. Yay. I, I have no idea they can top it. I'm really excited to see how they're going to move forward with this. Do I even want them to top this? No. Would I Would I be okay if they stopped all the Marvel movies at this point? Yes. What's the difference between me and, like, some of the biggest criticisms that you, like, Last Jedi, people are criticizing it in the same way. Well, I don't think it has to end because I don't have the answer. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, move on. But I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's cool. So. All right, guys. So how are our heroes going to get out of this one? Uh you know, I was thinking throughout the movie that the most likely to be able to get them out of this would be something with Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange. They have powers that could, you know, undo things, I guess, but they're both gone. They're both dead. So yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm kind of assuming, you know, we had that end like post credit scene with uh Nick Fury. Nick Fury calling up Captain Marvel. So yeah, I'm assuming Captain Marvel is going to fix it. I don't know how, but I'm not entirely familiar with, well, I mean, it's, they could do crazy different interpretations of her with the movie, but I don't really know what kind of power she has. So I guess she's going to steal the gauntlet somehow and then undo it. But yeah, at this point, I don't think we know enough. <laughs> Couple things I know. Okay. I know because I read film news that Captain Marvel, the movie that's coming out after Ant-Man and the Wasp is 
sequentially happening in the 90s. So Captain Marvel, that movie's starting in the 90s. So Captain Marvel's around magically. Apparently when you need a new character to come into the franchise, you have a movie setting them up. Uh, like 30 years in the past or something uh or 20 years in the past which is a good idea actually so she's apparently around we just never have seen her she's frozen in ice like captain america which does kind of beg the question of if she was already around then yeah what what has she been doing i'm sure that movie's going to explain it travis yeah yeah (laughs) she's gonna be frozen in her own ice you think something like um like thanos would get her to come around though Again, she's probably frozen in carbonite or ice. Or <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Whatever plot device they need to not have her around. Unless she was always there, and then they're going to retcon her in in some way, which I doubt. Um, and then and then the other thing that I also know, too, is kind of what um, Doctor Strange said. And that was kind of the deal that he made with Thanos for the time gem, that Tony Stark would be saved if he gives him the time gem. Because it seemed to appear to me in watching the movie Doctor Strange was inferring that Tony is going to be the one who's going to save or going to be very pivotal in saving things, right? So he handed over a time stone without a fight to save Tony. So I imagine he's going to have something to do with it. He's, my guess is, my like cynical guess is that Tony's going to be doing his hero death in the next movie that's going to you know kill Thanos or something, something like that. You know what I mean? Very, very pivotal. From a purely business standpoint, I'm sure Disney is tired of paying uh, Robert Downey Jr. so much money. <laughs> so I probably, think he's really they're happy probably looking they're for ways to end that character. <laughs> right. And in a lot of ways, um, well, it's not in a lot of ways, but the MCU started with Iron Man. I just recently we watched The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, skip it. Iron, the first Iron Man is where this magic started. And it's it seriously holds up the original Iron Man. And so if thematically it would make sense if the whole everything of this of this episode of Marvel season three or whatever ends with Tony Stark because it began with him. So I think thematically that's going to be a really hard way not to button it up. So for me, like what I'm interested in seeing from the MCU or just like what I think how the heroes are going to get out is like that, but like, what do you guys think you want to see from the MCU moving forward? I'm just really curious. Travis, what do you think? Uh, like I kind of already said before, I'd like to see a, a little more of a narrow focus for their movies for a while anyway, because this is a massive event. And I kind of feel like maybe we need to step back a little bit. I mean, they're going to have to rebuild some. Well, presumably they're going to have to rebuild some. uh some of the franchise if they kill off some of the core Avengers, which everybody seems to think is going to happen. Um, honestly, if every movie is like Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok from here on out, I will be very happy. I feel like they have been doing so well recently. I don't know what changed, but like I've, I've always liked these movies, but they've gotten so much better. So, I mean, whatever they make, I'll go watch it pretty much, but yeah, I think they can just yeah, take it's a step amazing. Back a bit. I, I think we're what nineteen or twenty movies into the franchise. Yeah, that's a lot of films, and yet, like their last three have been like some of the best movies in the franchise. Absolutely, it's incredible. I, at this point, I'm just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> like it, as long yep. as they just keep cranking out these movies and they're still fun and enjoyable. All right, I, I'm in. I'll, I'll keep watching them. 
Right. I had one recommendation for what I want to see out of the MCU. Um, <clears throat> so um, here, I'll, I'll knock on Kevin Feige's door. Hey, Kevin. Uh, John here. Yeah. So um, I've just kind of watched the movies. You know, I, I haven't like, you know, gone to see all of them in the movie theater. I just kind of watch them later. Anyways, I really liked Avengers Infinity War. Um, wondering if you could make it easy for me to buy all the old movies um, without making me spend uh, $30 per film. Is that, gonna, is that easy? Oh, it's not? Oh, oh, well, thank you. You know, after about 10 years of movies, studios have really amazing movie packs that you can buy so you can get all of them together. What? No, you can't? Oh, that's too bad. I really wish you could. That's what I want. I want a way to go back and get all those movies and then I have to spend a gajillion dollars to get them all. Again, I don't care about The Incredible Hulk. That's, whew, yeah. Thanks, Ed, Ed for that. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to get them all, you know, in some sort of cool pack or whatever. Yeah, I imagine at some point they'll probably do like a, you know, um, box set that's, you know, this set is the phase one, you know, and this set is phase two and then this one is phase three and... But uh, I have no idea what kind of timeline you could expect for them to start coming out with those. Well, they do have one. Travis has the phase one pack yeah. and you can buy that for eight hundred dollars yeah. on Amazon. Holy or crap. you can buy a re-release of it for one hundred and fifty for six movies, which I mean, oof, I don't know. That's a lot. I, I just I don't know. I mean, they're really treating each phase like a season of television and they're priced about like that, I guess. That's fine. I just think that's a lot. And I don't want to spend $300 to get all of those movies. That's I just think maybe... way more than a season of television. <laughs> well, yeah. no, if you think of... Well, okay, I guess that's true. I mean, Game of Thrones, a season, a season's like 80 bucks, 100 bucks, maybe? No, it's like or is it, 40 or 50. Okay, okay, cool. So I kind of... Yeah, I, I don't know. But I think Disney's going to do it. It's just... Yeah, they, they recently did a revamp of all the old movies and they released them with all the same box art style. And those are about like 30 bucks, the same price as a new movie. So again, it's like, eh. but that's my only recommendation. Just make it a little easier to get unless you really want me to buy 30 movies that way. I don't know. It just seems kind of strange, I guess. All right, guys, it's time to give this movie our ghost scale rating. John, would you like to go first? I'd love to. So I like giving two ratings. OK, so if you don't care about Marvel movies, you should have turned the show off. But thank you for not doing that. So if you don't care about Marvel movies, I'm not going to rate this for you. You should just not see it, I guess. Um, because if you don't like if you don't if you're not interested in these characters, you don't really care about Iron Man. You don't really care about the Hulk. You you just shouldn't go see it. So skip it. Right. But that's just for people who don't care. Right. Um, I guess maybe I should always preface this. If you don't care about what we're talking about, don't go see it. But I've had people go to see movies based on a recommendation I had. and They were very disappointed. So, again, if you don't like this stuff, don't go see it. However, um, for me, who I've kind of this movie made me more of a Marvel fan. OK, like I want to go back and buy all the old movies now and I want to go back and rewatch them again. Like and now I'm going to go see pretty much all of them in the theater. This movie sort of made me like, yeah, this is cool. I'm in. I'm in. So for me, this is a must watch because, again, it just took my Marvel fandom and it basically solidified it. Now, I'm not an ultra fan. You know, I'm not going to read the comic books because I don't care. Sorry. 
I, I don't think reading comics is bad. I just don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, I like uh, I like this a lot, and I definitely think that if you like if you like these movies, you are gonna love this. So you should go see it. Travis. Yeah, I think if you are a Marvel fan, it's a must play, but it's an obvious must play or must watch rather, but it's an obvious must watch because if you're a Marvel fan, you've already planned to see it or you've already seen it. But um, yeah, either way, this movie kind of tops my list or goes into the top three for me for the MCU movies. I think it's definitely a must watch. What are your top three MCU movies? This one... Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. Okay, so my top MCU movies right now are a no order. This one, Iron Man, and oh man, I don't know. Probably Black Panther. Probably Thor Ragnarok, actually, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a must watch, but I, I think if you've, you know, if you've been along for the ride, on the Marvel movies this long, you know, whether or not you want to watch it, (laughs) you know, and most of America did apparently because it, uh, it made all the money. Yeah. Um, It handily busted up those box office records that the force Awakens set. Yep. (laughs) I did not know that an MCU movie could beat star Wars coming back with events like i did not know that it's such an interesting feat i mean and this is why i mean i mean it's not cynical it's just a business thing like disney's gonna want to replicate this because clearly it can right (laughs) how how you know maybe maybe they don't want to make money i don't know but marvel movies print money (laughs) well yeah i don't think they all print as much money as the others like i'm like Ant-Man didn't do it did good, but it didn't do great. And I, I don't know about this Ant-Man the Wasp thing after this. Like how how do you follow up Infinity War with that? Like I'm not saying it's gonna Poor be Ant-Man. bad. Ant-Man, sure both of his movies followed a big Avengers one. <laughs> like yeah. it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna be great. It's just how do you follow that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, everybody's gonna go into Ant-Man with Infinity War on their mind. <laughs> Right, they're going to expect these answers Ooh. to Infinity War, and they're going to be like, "Let's have fun with Scott." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, a, maybe a, you know, a fun Ant Man movie will kind of help break up the uh, the the darkness yeah. of Infinity War. That's right what I'm before, hoping. You know, for sure. When we get another one wonder, next year, I just wonder how Ant Man is going to cross over into the Infinity War timeline. Right. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm thinking is like Ant Man going to end up with characters like people in the world disappearing or is that going to happen in the middle of the movie or is is this pre that timeline and so it's not or is it after it takes place before but i I do wonder if they're gonna end off with it leading up into how he gets involved like maybe at the very end of the movie people start disappearing and he's got to go get involved now right because they made a really big deal in infinity war to say you know, Ant-Man's not going to be in this movie, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he's probably going to be in the next one. And I wonder if Ant-Man the Wasp is going to set up how he's going to be in the next movie. Because they need more heroes, and he just wasn't in there. So he's, he might be in there. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the end credit scene of Ant-Man. Or at least ah, you know, yeah. one of the end credit oh, scenes. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I thought it would just be the end with everyone sort of just, like, evaporating. Yeah. My thought is that they'll probably throw that in like you know as a mid credits or end credits scene and then you know 
he gets the call from uh from Captain America or something to come help out or, or something. So I have a or pretty good feeling Captain he'll be in the next Marvel or Captain Marvel. Yeah, who knows? Um, so that, that would be my guess. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.